Odafest listeners, welcome to the 40th episode of the Odafest podcast. This is Jay. This is G. This is Angelo. And there is no Alfred. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little bit busy today, isn't he? He sure is. Because uh, he's moving on in life. Uh, not moving on from the podcast, per se, but you can never really escape Odafest, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he bought a house recently, so congratulations to him. Congratulations! And, uh, Angelo and I helped him move, and we did a lot of crazy fun stuff, I guess. You guys did the moving of things. We had shenanigans. Shenanigans are fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, shenanigans are always fun. He had a bow and an arrow, like a real one. Yes. We um, found out a lot of weird things. We found, and so I found some uh, strange things in drawers. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate you all guys those so much for this. Full of invisible things. Yeah, so many invisible things. Anyways, um, I hate you guys so bef- much for this. <laughs> before hilarious. we get too far uh, ahead of ourselves, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Voice Up Studios and Dance Energy. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for your continued support of our event. Um, I know we haven't actually man- mentioned Dance Energy before. They were the uh, providers of Made Cafe uh, space for training our dancers and everything like that. Is yep, that right? That's correct. Um, Dance Energy is where a lot of the, well, not a lot of, that's where Made Cafe uh, went to practice for the dance for the closed session. Yeah. Um, we use their space quite a bit and... Um, everything turned out awesome. I, I'm glad that everybody thought it was yeah. awesome. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit later, just to give you some more information uh, further on. Um, because Alfred's not here, I guess I'll be doing news and announcements. Uh, so Odafest has an event for an, Odaf- uh, an Overwatch tournament. It's the Won't You Take Me to Junkertown Overwatch Tournament is on Sunday, October 22nd at the Microsoft Store in Chinook Center. You can watch this tournament live on our Twitch channel, odafest.com twitch, or you can get off your butt and join the fun at the store location. The first game is going live at 11 a.m., so we'll see you then. Season of Odafest activities continue on with our Halloween J-Horror triple feature at the Globe Cinema on Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. We handpicked three classic Japanese horror f- movies for your enjoyment. Ring, or also Ringu, <laughs> um, Juan, The Grudge, and Sadako versus Kayako. I don't know if that's much of a classic, but it's, it's pretty classic. solid. It sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry to that not every movie... I'm sorry that not every Japanese horror movie is like, um, like, the Umbrella Monster or like Kappa's or whatever. Okay, I don't make this stuff up. Uh, so, if you want to come, uh, the tickets are by donation. It's a minimum of five dollars, so you can watch three movies for the price of five dollars. You can hang out with your friends and get spoopy with us, uh, the Odafest crew. You can come and cosplay if you want. You can come just hang out if you want. Yep, we're all there to have a good time. Um, you can even pre-purchase your tickets online at ofs.com slash Halloween Ooh. or get them at the door. <laughs> uh, and finally, Odafest 2018 tickets are also available for purchase online. Order now at ofs.com slash tickets for discounted rate. That's pretty much everything I have to say on that. So we hope to see you in the next uh, few weeks, actually. We've got a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. As always, trying to fill you know your days with uh, kind of mini-con goodness. Um, some of the stuff that we have... Oh, so let's talk about something that we did after we helped Alfred move. Uh, real quick, because I want to move straight into it, because I think it's super cool. Um, I know, G, you haven't been there yet. I have not. No, the thing we're talking about here is the Rec Room Arcade. Yeah, so the Rec Room is an arcade... It's a barcade, 
is the best way to put it. It's like a sports bar plus large arcade area. Um, it's got like you've got a bar, you've got a restaurant, and then you've upstairs, got a huge yeah. floor for the arcade. Yeah, like if you want to separate the building itself, it's about like there's three areas. So two thirds is essentially like restaurant and bar, and then one third is arcade. Um, it's owned by and operated by Cineplex. So, um, you know, if you've ever been to any of their movie theaters and seen their arcades, they're pretty decent. But this one is, like, one that they're actually trying to maintain actively as it's an arcade. the cream of the crop. Yeah, it is. And it's been a super long time since we've had a real arcade that wasn't just yeah. a theater arcade. Calgary's been a little bit sparse on arcades. Just yeah. We've only had the theater arcades after a bunch of them ended up closing down. And it was for various reasons. Um, they all didn't close down at the same time. They all didn't close for the same reason. But we do miss them, and uh, it's good to see that something's coming back for that. I remember Wizard's Castle in South Center. That was my favorite one. For me, it was always the Campus Cove. Campus Cove was also great. Yes. For me, uh, Calgary people wouldn't know about this one. From Windsor or LaSalle, uh, Ontario, would know Boppers. And I went there all throughout college and high school. Not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> you, you entered college and they were like, you are too dumb. <laughs> Please go, Please go, go back. back. And uh, this is the first time that I've really been able to go to a real, a real arcade since. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and so now I'm old enough to buy the beer. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, don't, don't forget that drinking age in Ontario is different than uh, drinking age in Alberta. I think it's... Is it 21 out there? No, or is it's it Quebec 21? 19? I think uh, Quebec is 21, and then is Ontario Quebec is 19. Is Quebec 21? Yeah, I think so. Man. It sucks to be French. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but it yeah, was no. real fun. Um, so we were talking about, like... Uh, there's So it is a straight-up, like, old-school arcade where you get, uh, like, tickets that you can trade in for prizes. Um, I don't know if that's so much an old-school arcade. Old-school arcade was 100%, like, quarters... Machines. Rocket. Yeah, well, you can't have everything the way that it was. I'm just saying it's that's, 2017. That that's what old school is. One sure. thing that actually kind of uh, threw me off at first, although I really do think I like it, is that there isn't really quarters or tokens. You don't really have to worry about cash at all. Hmm. Uh, you get like a little wristband with an RFID tag. Oh. And uh, you load that up at like kind of like an ATM station, or yeah. you can go to like a booth. Yeah, and it's uh, like, and then you just scan the the wristband at the games to play. Yeah. And like games range from like four credits up to uh, up to like eight, I think was the most really. I, think or maybe I saw 10. one that was ten. Yeah, and then there was like the photo booth thing that was like twenty eight credits. Yeah, and mm. and I and I see that like I can I can tell that like you know if you say like oh it's ten credits and it's like how expensive is that I don't like the reason why they do that to be honest is so you can't keep track of your money that well. <laughs> Let's yeah, be honest. That but is really why I will say that like um, for fifteen bucks you get eighty credits, so that's not that bad. No, that's pretty good, actually. Um, and when I say old school, because there are some old school mechanics at work. Um, so they had Super Street Fighter Four, um, one cabinet only. There's only one cabinet, so I'm kind of disappointed. But I get that fighting games aren't everyone's thing. Um, at the same time, I could accept that because I can play Street Fighter Four at home with a beer. Yes, I don't have to go somewhere and I, to do that. And I yelled at both you and Alfred because I was like, I'm not playing Street Fighter Four. I can do it at home. And then Alfred turned around to me and he's like, you're the reason why arcades are dead. I'm like, no, I'm not. You think I have enough money to support <laughs> arcades in Calgary? Uh, but I still did play in the end um, just because I was intrigued. And, you know, they had the old school mechanic of you being able to, like, pay once. And then if you won, 
no payment they other people can pay for your yeah games. winner stays on kind exactly of yeah so, that was pretty cool yeah it's it's it reminds me of good old times um playing like mvc uh one and two and things like that uh, guilty gear all those great games of yesteryear i remember those they playing had a DDR on arcade machine but it wasn't exactly ddr it was, i don't know what the name of it what was, was. It? it was like beat me up <laughs> but it beat was me up, instead Scotty. of like was it up, in down, the left and right it was the four corners in the center. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it ITG in the groove? It wasn't ITG. No, no. ITG is up, down, left, and right, just like DDR. Oh, was it uh, Pump It Up? Yes. Pump It Up. That's Pump what it I up. think it is. And it had Korean songs and stuff like that. I yeah, remember that. I know my rhythm games. Yeah. Um, they had a VR uh, booth area. I think they had like two setups for VR. Hmm. They had some weird like holographic uh, rock, uh, wall? rock climbing wall. I'm not sure how that one works. I don't really care. <laughs> they had the... Uh, an old Jurassic Park shooter. Yep. Although yeah. me and Jay didn't get to play it because there was a lineup for it. Oh. Yeah. I didn't get to play it. I've uh, played that one at a couple of theaters, though, so I don't know how... They, they have a like a real bitchin' Star Wars game. It's like Star Wars like TIE Fighter-ish. I'll have to go check it out one it's of these days. Cool. Maybe maybe a Saturday or something like that. I'll go check yeah, it out. Yeah, it, it was busy enough because um, it only opened really recently. So there was actually a line going out of it. Yeah. But it's not really a long wait from what we found. Except the restaurant was a longer wait because they only, they only have so many tables and people tend to take a while to eat. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't disappointed with the wait for the restaurant because like you can play games while you're waiting that's true and in the uh, restaurant area even though we didn't take part it's kind of pubish so there's ping pong there's pool um shuffleboard i saw as well yeah we, we didn't take part because we were down playing digital games but yeah there's traditional stuff too um so it's an interesting place worth checking out yeah like i mean i don't know what percentage of our listeners are like let's say under the age of 18 for example and but all i have those a- listeners after 10 p.m get out yeah, I have, a, but I have a good feeling. So it's actually fine up until 10 p.m. Anybody can go. Uh, 10 p.m. is adults only. Okay. Yeah, I have a feeling though that um, basically, uh, you know, a lot of kids haven't really experienced a real arcade outside of a like theater arcade in a long time. I think the only one I can think of is Cross Iron has one, which is again a simplex one, which is a little bit a little bit more arcadey than some of the other theater ones. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple things here yeah. and there that you're gonna have to. And the one in West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. So, I oh. went to the one in West Edmonton Mall. It must have been like ten or fifteen years ago, and it was disappointing as hell. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing right now. Like, I'm thinking of the arcade, and I'm I'm just seeing it through nostalgia glasses right now at the moment. Um, whether or not when I actually go there and check it out, it'll be the same. I can't say for certain, but it'll, it's probably worth checking out. And then if it's your thing, rock it. If it's not your thing, so be it. Yeah. I can see myself going there much more often. I, for Although me, next time I can't be designated driver. Although, <laughs> where is it located again? Uh, it's just in the northwest. Uh, or sorry, Deerfoot northeast. City. Deerfoot, where Deerfoot Mall used to be. Okay, yeah. so that Deerfoot Mall complex area. Exactly. Okay. Um, cool, pretty cool. easy to get to, um, and the thing is, is like it's not really surprising that rec rooms have been spreading around because it's not like this is the first one. Like I said, it's owned by Cineplex Entertainment, mm-hmm. so they've had a few other ones in other major cities before they moved into Calgary. Um, so they know that the concept can work at least for them. Right, it's just right. Just a matter of how many like a certain city can um, maybe support. Like I think maybe Calgary can support two, one in the north and one in the south. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm mostly interested in 
how um, they're going to maintain their machines. Because as we know, like one of the biggest things is like they're probably taking a huge loss on on arcade machines because they know they should be able to make it up in food and drink because mm-hmm. food and drink have huge markups. Whereas machines, once you buy them or rent them, all they do, all the money you take in from them is for maintenance because you know they have a high percentage of wear and tear. But especially that's like the rhythm games, like Pump It Up. Yeah, that's the thing though. In the past, it was always the arcades that maintained their machines and always had them up and running that were the popular ones those were the ones that everybody always went back to they were willing to go spend their money at yeah and then the ones that as you saw um they stopped taking care of their machines and everything little by little people stopped showing up they were like it's not worth it to go to this arcade because they don't take care of the machines it's not worth playing a broken machine um it's also worth noting that i didn't see any kind of um time crisis like games where um remember those light guns yeah, basically yeah, light guns. they're yeah, not very they're, they're 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 aiming um i guess a lot of algorithms and stuff are gun really games like that they were on like a turret style controller as opposed to like a yeah, light gun like, like yeah because i think light guns are they're, they're harder to, they're they're more fun but they're harder to maintain they are not really harder to maintain they're just easier to break yeah well like they're on they're yeah, on well, like you know a cable which immediately can get tangled or broken people can trip over it Yep. Uh, if you have really angry people who are drinking in your barcade, <laughs> that's they might the other thing I'm thinking each other about. With the cable. I don't know. If this no, is, I'm not but. worried about the strangling. I'm actually curious uh, because it is a barcade. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how their machines are going to be treated. That's um, true. Because drunk people plus drunk, drunk anything. People plus I can already anything imagine someone double fisting beers on the pump it up machine. <laughs> trying to drink both of it while playing oh games, no and then and they just, just like spill some as well everything. and they yeah. spill some as well and they just like destroy themselves they just smack them there the back of their head on the 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 support bar behind so, them and then rip yeah that's basically what I'm, I'm curious about i'm curious to see what's gonna go on with that yeah but yeah that's that's the rec room uh I'm check it out if you really want. excited and i'm going back i know that much yeah Fair enough um speaking more i think this is gonna be a game centric ish episode a little bit because i wanted to talk about um some overwatch stuff uh yeah. obviously we have the won't you come to junker town event um and that's coming up real soon on the weekend right before halloween but right now there's another event happening the actual overwatch, overwatch the yeah. actual overwatch halloween events which are an entire year i went without witch mercy now you got her? I did not have Witch Mercy as one of my skins for 365 days. Are you saying that you got her or not? Immediately I got her. The game updated. I went in and I was like, use the coins. Get the Witch Mercy. <laughs> use the coins. Use the coins. Yeah. Um, I have to say that like while the skins look nice as usual for yeah. the most part, I'm not very... Um, enamored by the lack of new content like actual content basically you're playing um like the same event scene. from last year yeah yeah well i'm not surprised by that they updated but, eichenwald to be all halloweeny uh kind of like what how they did with ha- with hollywood last year so i guess they've, they've overhauled another map uh they added a bunch of skins they made uh junkenstein's revenge much harder oh significantly they, harder. they changed up the mechanics of how it plays because they added new npcs and then also don't forget that the way mercy plays now is like you know yeah like I, if like, you were expecting a completely new event you're gonna be disappointed i just want to point out that overwatch is only in its second year more more rich 
uh, version of the same event. Here's the we thing. know it's raking in money. Yeah, but we know that Blizzard's raking in money, and we know it's only in the second year of development. But guys, I'm a little bit disappointed because Summer Games got a new got got um, new content. Did it though? Did it really? Not really. They made they Luc- had Lucio Ball, yeah. and then they added competitive Lucio Ball. Yeah, is that really much different? Well, they're not giving a. Uh, they're and then keep- they just have more skins. I get that, but I'm saying like they're not even keeping. They're not even going to keep Junkenstein as a uh, uh, as a mode that's open for us. I mean, Lucio Ball is not open right now. Yeah. Then what is the point? It's these just- are. These it's are strictly seasonal, seasonal events. They show up once a year. They have a fun time with it. That's about it, really. Um, if you look at it, they added the endless Junkenstein mode this year, right? Was that exactly. there last year? No, that yeah. didn't exist last year. Fine. Like, I you still had the think four difficulties last year, and uh, they were really cut down compared to this year. There were, I think, like eight waves instead of like twelve. Ooh. So what you're saying is it was a lot easier last year to get the achievements, and then this year yeah. you kind of got wrecked. You got what work what I'm hearing year. is I can already predict what we're going to get for Christmas. 100% yes. Um, if you look <laughs> at Blizzard's track record for these kind of things, they repeat the same event over and over But and this over is a different again. IP than some of their other stuff, though. Like StarCraft doesn't of- really have events. World of Warcraft has the exact same events every year. Diablo has the exact same events every year. Diablo has events? Yes. Man, it's been so long since I've played. <laughs> and lo and behold, Overwatch. They're going to have the exact same events every year. I guess. With little changes here and there. That's like what skins. Blizzard does. I mean, I guess it works for them. It's just, it's annoying because like it's still, it's new products, new IP. I feel like they could be trying new things. Yeah, they could be. Um, but they but you know, they still make money, so who cares, right? Exactly. That's That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Um... Obviously, we have, like I said, we're doing. We have Halloween plans uh, for yes, we do Odafest stuff. But do you guys have any Halloween plans for yourselves? I don't really have anything concrete right now for Halloween. Um, I got a couple of things that I have potential. I am mad that I'm an adult without children around because I just <laughs> want honestly. Okay, first of all, I know that sounds creepy, out of <laughs> but I just want to say that like I'm legit about getting free candy and i'm just sad that i got shamed you know for like i haven't gone trick-or-treating in probably four or five years but i'm just saying like see but here's the thing though you're not a giant like us you could probably dress up in an appropriate costume that my covers last your face. year of trick-or-treating was 18 because as soon as i turned 19 i could get into the pubs for halloween yeah but you still have, you have to pay for stuff like that i yeah. just want Free candy, like no, I, I legitimately man, want you free imagine candy. Imagine trick or treating around pubs and they give you a shot. Uh you would get so, you would die. You would die. <laughs> you would die. Straight up, so many people would die. Yeah, but like I, I legitimately trick or treated until I was like twenty two. But I also understand that trick and treat culture is basically dead as we know it. I was sixteen, at which point they kept questioning my age because you were like six foot ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that tall, and you had, and you had like. A beard on, like, on par with, you know, like, Zeus. <laughs> Regardless of those reasons, I was 16, and my beard was not Zeus-like at that time. Dude, but... I was 8 when people started asking me if I was, you're too old for trick-or-treating. I'm like, fuck you, I'm not too old. I'll see you here in 10 years. Yep. I'll see you in hell. Lo and behold, 10 years later, I was at their goddamn door. <laughs> That's, that's the thing, though. There there was one of those things. Like, when I was a lot younger, everybody was like, oh, yeah, trick-or-treating. We don't care how old you are. Like, there was groups of, like, 
like severely when older teenagers like when I was like twelve seven and stuff or eight, like that. There were still like groups of like twenty year olds trick or treating that yeah. I saw. I'm just I'm yeah, like when I was a kid, I remember older kids trick or treating. Like I said, I didn't stop until I was about twenty two, if I remember correctly. With that being said, like I said, uh like I think that trick or treat culture is basically dead. Like Halloween still exists as a holiday kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I mean it's I mostly don't see that many kids going house parties days. or Parents taking their kids to the mall. And can I tell you the number one thing that like, pisses me off about mm. parents taking their kids to the mall? These parents aren't 50-year-old parents who uh, like like have uh, really young kids or something like that. Like, like They're not like super old or anything like that. Or, or sorry. No, no, no. That's not the way around. To the mall sorry. For they're not super young. It's not like you're going to see the awesome Halloween decorations at a mall. Like. No, 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 no. Sorry. Like what I meant to say was... I, I went off in the wrong direction. They're not <laughs> old parents. I meant they're not young parents. They're not, or they are young parents, but they're not young enough parents to have been the kids who go to the mall for trick or treating. Right. Those parents are basically maybe five years ahead of my age, for example. I'm 27, or maybe uh, around 27 as an age in general, right? Yep. And those kids, you know damn well that they went outside to trick or treat. Why are they now taking their kids to malls? Because it's easier. I honestly don't know. Like, it's because the mall has Wi-Fi. <laughs> honestly, like half of what made trick or treating worth it for me was seeing all the different like Halloween decorations outside. All yeah, the, all of that was like the biggest part of it. Of course, there was free candy, but it was more than just free. It candy. was the experience. Like I would legit, I would because I didn't live near a lot of my friends, and sometimes I, a few years I would go with my friends. Like you know, mm-hmm. if I went over to a friend's house before to get ready and all that stuff. But I remember years where I would just walk outside and I'd see a group of kids and I'd be like, hey, can I like join up with you? And they'd be like, yeah, because we're all after the same goal. It's, exactly. it's very mob mentality. It, it, I, lo- it was, I love it. It was a collective. We were all right? collectively under the assumption. We're here to loot. We're here to get candy. <laughs> exactly. Um, we don't really care if How? anybody else joins us. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Hell, even if we have a larger group, sometimes we get more candy. Let's rock. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Nowadays people don't interact as much you barely see anybody out trick-or-treating it's it's weird it's real sad i'm not a fan of it at all but uh, but i kind of understand where some people are coming from as well because it's a little bit scarier these days not because of halloween but because of the world in general well that's the worst if you go by like crime statistics and stuff there's never been a safer time for it but it's not just crime statistics it's the it's a perception and the perception. perception It's First all mind games. Yeah. It's it's nothing, like, you know, the truth is there's nothing we can do about it, you and I. It's just, it's a little disappointing because it's a part of our um, I say childhood experiences that are dying. We dress up and go trick-or-treating. This year? Yeah. Like hmm. 28-year-olds. <laughs> Let's hit up, like, two houses and then be like... <laughs> All right, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm too old for this shit. It's more but like I do realize I have the money to buy. I have the money to buy my own candy, and that's not even the real thing. There, I don't love all candy. There are there are more candies I like, and I know. Oh my god, that I can wait. When you would go to a house and they would give you a bag of chips, yeah, and they'd always be like Blaze original, like just plain chips, yes. not even flavorful, not even chips. like Cheetos or anything like cool. I mean, I kind of like original over Cheetos. Well, that's because you're. Well, Cheetos are great, but original Lay's like. One, one bag, not literally 
half the, of the pillowcase. The best was literally when if you if you were a late if you were a late crew because if you went if you were still around around ten or eleven p.m. Remember, people are like just want to get rid of their candy. So you're like, yes, please. And they're like, here's two handfuls of candy, kid. Hell get out yeah. of here. See, it wasn't like that for me when I was younger. It was very much the case of my neighborhoods. They they stayed up late. They rocked it out. And it's I don't see that as much anymore because well, that's also one thing that's happening, especially when it's like just younger kids. Yeah, uh, people go out at six when it's still light out. Yep. Even. they yep. go for like half an hour, and then they're gone, and then the streets are just barren. Yeah, like at, like, eight, at at eight thirty, if you still see kids out there, it's because they're they're the legendary orphan. I remember <laughs> the feral orphans of. Calgary. I remember Halloween <laughs> being one of the best times because I could stay out until one a.m. Oh, yeah. I was like ten o'clock and staying till like eleven thirty trick or treating. I'd get like two full pillowcases. Yes. Yo, I made several trips. I would loot up, then I'd go home, drop off the pillowcase, grab another one, go out, the best loot is up when again. You got like a super full pillowcase, and you're so like tired and thirsty, and then someone gives you a can of pop. Yeah, oh. and then you're just like not even going to the bag. That I'm cracking it open right now. Yep. Fuck yeah. Power up and then rock it again. The only, the only. Like, the worst parts of trick-or-treating were literally just when you came to a house that asked you to be like, oh, I choose trick, you're going to have to sing a song for your candy. And then your candy was, like, those really bad toffees yeah. in the orange wrappers. See, there was some yeah, houses those, that were like, also rockets. you I really need don't to like sing. Rockets. They're like eating chalk. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the thing, though. There were some houses that were like, you need to do a song or something like that. And I was like, oh, really? They're like, it'll be worth it. And I was like, all right, fine, check it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> Check it. And they were like, you did a pretty good job. You know what? Here's like three full-size chocolate bars. I was like, dude, if you told me before, I would have like... You would have been like... I you would have auditioned for... <laughs> you would have auditioned for like Canada's Next Top Idol or whatever the heck they want to do. I would have been willing to. Yeah, like, I would have rocked like, it out there. There were yeah. always certain houses when I was trick-or-treating where if you had like a full costume, if it wasn't just like a simple like store-bought piece or hmm. something that looked like you pulled it out of a closet at last minute, mm -hmm. if you were decked out... They would give you full-size shit. That's right. It was great. You know, it's funny. It's one of those things I'm just like, there's all these times where it's like, Halloween was the time where people got candy and stuff like that. I'm just like thinking, you know what's another time people dress up and like totally rock it out? At cons. Why isn't there like a Halloween equivalent to cons? Um, Why isn't there a Halloween because you con? I don't know. That's not my problem. I don't know. It's just weird concept. I'm thinking <laughs> crazy things. It's fine. Um, okay, so before we continue on, I'd like to read out for a little sponsor of ours, uh, Dance Energy. We thank you for your contribution to our May Cafe and Odafest in general. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for... Uh, it's the first year they ever sponsored with us, so I just want to thank them for joining our community, basically, and uh, yeah, seeing no. a little bit of what we're all about. Uh, I'm sure they've received, um, you know, some kind of notice about what, like, you know, how important, like, what they gave us was because, you know... It's pretty unique. Um, so, here we go. Dance Energy is Calgary's most friendly and welcoming ballroom, Latin, country, swing, and tango school of social dance. It is our organization's greatest responsibility to bring factions together, encourage tolerance, and build team spirit. We promote community participation and development by providing a fun, active, and safe dance learning environment. Our goal is for you to find your joy in life while learning to dance. We believe that dancing changes people's lives, builds great relationships, and keeps you young and healthy. 
Once you are dancing with ease and comfort, join us for our Friday night practice parties and Saturday night open dances to have fun, socialize, or just improve your skills. Visit danceenergy.ca for more information on classes, events, and rental inquiries. We'll see you on the dance floor. Again, thanks, um, Dance Energy, for helping us out at the May Cafe. We got, you know, 20 people really eager to learn how to do a performance for, you know, a day's worth of con. Yeah, no, honestly, so. it was it was a blast. Uh, one of the things I really remember was um, we had a lot of our practice on Fridays, and um, after we would finish, that Friday dance that they were talking about would be rocking it out. And we were having a blast because we were all having a good time learning the dance and everything. So we came out smiling, and on top of that, um, as we came out and there was this Friday dance going on, you literally looked around and you saw people smiling and having a good time. Like it was, it was definitely a warm, welcoming environment there. So yeah. it's good times. Dancing is actually something I'd like to pick up, but <sighs> difficult, right? Honestly, it's not a money thing. It's really just a time and effort thing. Like, uh, I guess I just don't want it enough yet, but I would like to go. Like, I recognize that much. So that's fair. fair. Dancing is really tiring. Like, it is. Oh good yeah, exercise. It is heavy oh. cardio, and I am a big guy who should dance a lot more. <laughs> That's fair. I You're think not the only big guy here, <laughs> and it's also like it is a really cool social skill. Like I'm not saying you have to be, you know, am- the most amazing, but I mean, it's nice to know. It's a it, it helps with the coordination and all that stuff too, right? So there's yeah, not really a downside that I can think. One of. One of the things was some of us who did start with that dance practice, uh, we didn't have a lot of background knowledge. We had barely next to no knowledge of how to dance properly and lo and behold with enough practice we learned it and as you guys saw uh during the closed sessions for the maid cafe as well as during the uh closing ceremonies um they did an amazing job so thank you again dance energy (laughs) (laughs) it's basically what we were trying to say yes um so let's do a little bit of follow-up i guess um i know angelo you are our one of our resident anime experts. Mm, yes. Oh, oh. Um, and we did a little bit of a preview episode uh, before. Um, a few of the episodes have released now, so I'm sure you've gotten one or two weeks worth of, of content. What did you hate? <laughs> uh, I actually haven't watched much that I hate so far. Ooh. But there was that one show that we watched. Uh, what was that little sister show? What was the title of it? Uh, uh, I know I what you're talking remember. about. Yeah, <laughs> look at the episode, you'll be because fine. Because I was ranting about how bad that show would be. Uh, the first two minutes of the first episode made me cringe and want to tear my heart out. It was everything that... This is, is a wrong weapon with su- to surpass uh, Aeromanga Sensei. This, <laughs> this show is so... The first two minutes were so bad. And then the rest of it was actually really compelling. (laughs) (laughs) I I genuinely liked the characters, except the main character who was completely unredeemable. Really? Really. You you told me about this a little bit earlier, like, you know, when I asked your opinion for it. And I was going to say, like, are you sure it wasn't, like... Like it became better, better. Like, like it's an actually kind of okay anime. Or were the first two minutes just so bad that everything else after would have seemed like, oh, this is acceptable, <laughs> even if it's still trash. A little here. bit of that is definitely going on. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say like Jay, Jay's got a really solid point there. Like there are times where you'd watch something so bad, 
that if they do anything better than that terribleness, you're just like, you know what, this is pretty good. Because at least it wasn't part that. Was terrible. <laughs> yeah, at least it wasn't that thing. But uh, honestly, like, anyone out there who's who either secretly enjoyed or actually enjoyed or just challenged themselves to watch something like Aromanga Sensei or, uh, or Ore no Emo. What, what was that one? Uh, I can't believe my little sister is this cute. Is this cute? cute? Yeah. If you liked either of those, you'll probably like this one. Okay. Okay. But there was a show, there's two shows I think that you really liked. Uh, um, yes. Machine Man, Old Man, Dude. Uh, Yashiki. <laughs> Yeah, I watched the first episode and I I really enjoyed it. You were already like advocating that you think you thought it was gonna be a good show, but it kind of like helped confirm. It looked cool. I I really didn't know anything about it other than I looked at a cute few pictures and read the synopsis. Yeah, and I was like, I'm hyped. And then I actually watched the episode, and uh, like I said, it's an old <laughs> man. Uh, Nobody likes him for some reason, even though he's a nice dude. <laughs> he, he finds a dog, a his crime, dog by the river. His crime is his age. Because he loves it. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then, the dog bullshit happens, and he gets turned into a robot. The dog gets turned into a robot? No, no, the man. No, the man. The old man. Okay, the old man gets turned into a robot. Do you think and the dog he, dies? It, it, go, it puts him through like an existential crisis until he sees some kids, uh, beating on a hobo basically <laughs> and he's like hobo justice must prevail i have to save this hobo yeah and in doing so he's like you know i'm a robot now but i'm still human yes it, it, i i actually really liked that first episode and i really want to see where this this anime goes fair enough I interesting that, genuinely liked it. that sounds strange enough that i might consider it uh and the second one was the other one was uh Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko, uh, Girls Last Tour. Right. Uh, wait, wait, wait. But there's this, there's this thing about, like, there's post-apocalyptic two girls on a bike, and then okay, regular two girls on a bike. The other one is called Two Car. Okay. I, I, I haven't watched that one. I just, I just straight up haven't watched that one. But Girls Last Tour, uh, two girls in, like, a post-World War II apocalypse. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, alternate universe history. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's clearly the the weapons, the tools, the vehicles are all things that you would have seen on a World War II battlefield. The setting is clearly World War II very much got out of control. Where is where is it actually set though? Like, is it World War II Japan or World War II Europe? Possibly Europe, but it's hard to say from the setting. It's just the two characters are in the f- first two episodes. They're the only humans we've seen. Oh, okay. As far as we can tell... You can't tell with, like, architecture or anything? They're the only two left. Is it like everything oh. is destroyed all around them? Yes. That's big rippity. It is... All right. Like, think of, like, bombed-out ruins. So what you're saying is they could be ghosts all along. Uh, it's constantly <laughs> and you don't snowing. They so could be ghosts. it might be that it's a... Oh, my God, a it's nu- like a nuclear, a nuclear winter? winter. Oh, boy. That might be happening. Like, this is all just speculation from watching it. But it's, it's basically cute girls doing cute things in a post-apocalypse with some really black humor going on. Interesting. That actually does sound pretty intriguing. Uh, I've really liked the first two episodes. It's really cute. The setting's interesting. And it's exactly what I was expecting. I'm honestly. morbidly curious about this because there was this one anime I remember watching where it was a couple of girls in a school setting. and Gakko Garashi. Was that the one where... like School Live. 
zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like just hanging out in the school and like I love that one going too. through their school days. And it was like, oh, this is kind of you know school life, slice of life, whatever. And then that the more you watch it, you're just like, hold on a second, everybody else is dead. Like they're all <laughs> even the one character you think is alive is dead. Yeah, one of the characters you think is like actually like they're talking with. No, that that person's already dead. That's a hallucination. I'm not really care. I don't know if I really care about the sixth sense angle. Though. No, no, it was it no. was really well done, and it, it wasn't was that. It, it was, was basically everybody knew that problems. everybody was dead. There was just one girl who was suffering so severely from trauma. Mm-hmm. She just imagined everything was fine still. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Like it was messed it up. It was legit to shit good. Yeah, uh, I hear. I hear the anime butchered the manga, so apparently the manga is even better. And I love the anime. <laughs> Yo, that's intense. <laughs> I like. Speaking that. of things like that, um, there was actually a movie that came out. Well, came out. It, there was a screener recently in Calgary that uh, I went to that I thought was kind of interesting. The No Game No Life Zero. Oh, oh really? yeah. So I, watched, I actually watched No Game No Life. That was one of the few ones that I've watched. Have you both watched though. No Game No Life? Yeah, you, I haven't you, seen the movie. Okay, you know how like how fun and enjoyable No Game No Life is, and it's like kind of goofy and yeah, like right. entertaining, upbeat. Movie's not like that. Oh no! I was expecting that. Oh no! And then it just like super dark turn. I was like, what is going is it on? It's a prequel. Oh, oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> it, it shows you what I happened. I just had to imagine. I, I, I just imagined what happened. No, no. It basically it shows you what happened to that world of games. Yeah, like that, before that, all the gods like warring and then just Tet left over. Yeah, it's like the story of that. It shows you the war. That's pretty. That's crazy. awesome. That yeah. sounds like. Something. And uh, I thought it was really well done. That it was kind really of war. entertaining. Um, basically, a lot of the stuff that happens, it's like that makes a lot of sense. Like, it was well done. That kind of war almost makes me think of lineups at McDonald's. <laughs> Speaking um, of lineups at McDonald's, you, you mean something like a, a, a Rick and Morty thing that happened at McDonald's? Oh my god. Okay, so... I know we haven't actually really talked about Rick and Morty. Um, I don't really know why. Well, I guess part of it is because I haven't watched it and I don't know how many people have. With I don't actively watch it. But I really enjoy the terrible fandoms. Of I've Internet. watched all of it. I'm. I don't know any of. Uh, I don't really know much about the horrible fandom part. I don't. I, I'm something, actually going to actively pickle Rick something something Szechuan sauce. Cool. I'm just. That's I'm never going to get know. into. It. I'm. I'm. My my resolution is I'm not going to get into any of the terrible fandom stuff because I just finished watching it because it's really super simple to watch. It's yep. three seasons. It's ten. Se- it's about ten episodes a season, and they're twenty minutes each. Not a big deal, and it was somewhat entertaining. Um, it's clever. There's a lot of um, what you would call it. Like, there's a lot of uh, uh, irony in how it presents itself. I would say, like the way that all the things are, how everything is scripted, and to, to try and um, subvert the general uh, uh, way that like cartoons are written. Um, they like you know they they try not to follow too much of that. Uh, kind of generic script writing, I find. Um, but overall, I mean, it's been a fr- it's been a pretty funny, fun and funny watch. I do really like where they're going with like story type episodes because I have to say, like, I think it was like episode nine that is when you get a taste of like what the what the story it actually becomes with like Evil Morty and everything like that. 
So that's the uh, that's evil the, Morty. But I'll I'll also be honest that like the first six episodes, I was like, all right, this is a show. But like I mean, it was something I was putting in the background, and then I started paying attention around episode eight. Yep. Or so. It's definitely one of those shows. It's at first it seems like totally random and stuff like that, and then you like start paying a little bit more attention, and you see like they're taking your standard tropes for like this is what happens in this type of show, this is what happens in this type of show, mm-hmm. and then it's like yeah, this is what happens normally. This is what's gonna happen here. And it, it twists all those regular old tropes and it makes it a little bit funnier, I guess, for me. Mm. Um, but at the same time, other things, it literally has them one for one exactly like it is in other shows. And you're like, wow, this is so ridiculous. But that's because of in the it shows you in the correct context of like just how ridiculous stuff like that is. Mm-hmm. I just overall, like it's definitely a fun show. It's got a lot of it's got a good sense of reality to it for some reason like i mean like it's a grumpy old asshole mm-hmm. his like naive dumbass kid or grandkid yeah um a, a a son-in-law that you don't have to like um you know like a, a daughter who's kind of a bitch and <laughs> um, like their his granddaughter who is has her own set of problems has her own set of problems like i i, I kind of like how they present everything and there doesn't have to be like a stupid like pet mascot and stuff like that as well yeah, no like in, in all honesty everybody in that show has issues yeah everybody i'm kind of cool with that even though they're... are you suggesting that rick and morty is neon genesis evangelion uh not exactly i'm gonna say it's a lot better <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Shots fired. Oh, oh no. I want to read the YouTube comments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely they try really hard to again, like they they try to avoid all the tropes. That's the number one thing that I've noticed. Or they actually point those tropes out. And yeah, then they break the fourth wall semi often. Yeah. Um, but like without getting too spoilery, like I've been enjoying it, so, uh, and I can see why people do like it. I don't understand the level of fandom for it. I think it's mostly just because there's this whole like, oh, it's like super cool and only super cool people really watch it or follow the it. The fandom you thing have that to you have get that a 200 IQ to understand. That's kind of what I'm trying. Is. Like, I think that's definitely a a part of that. Okay, mentality. here's the thing with fandoms. Regardless of which, whatever thing you like, the fandom for it, there's going to be some people who are in it and that are good. Um, Considered and then there's going to be a large vocal uh, group that are like all vocal groups on the internet. Yeah, because I mean, you can consider anything. There's hockey, there's D and D, there's anime, there's I don't know math even. Like, there's people who are fans of these kinds of things out there who are jerks, and They're they love it toxic. because they love it. And then there's those toxic people that you guys are talking about, yeah. and they exist in every fandom that's true like 20 years later people are still arguing whether ray or asuka is best girl <laughs> uh it's clearly <laughs> asuka's best girl it's clearly <laughs> fight me <laughs> um yeah i will say like um i a little bit of a not really a huge spoiler screw it i don't give a crap um but like my favorite joke moment so far is when um you know how rick is like has to transport his mind yeah. to a bunch of different uh, other ricks as he's trying to like escape yeah not just ricks but he's yeah. transported his mind around yeah yeah and then he 
did like there was this thing where like the sh- like the ship he was incoming on yep. at the time he managed to like get into the commander of like at back at like this base yep like he got in his mind he just like nope he's a traitor shoot him <laughs> like yep. that very moment I'm just like I like that a lot <laughs> just like yeah we're just gonna whatever and then I'm gonna go to the bar by <laughs> no no it wasn't I'm going to the bar it was I'm going to the bathroom oh yeah bathroom shit. yeah he was going to the bathroom all all the time he's like I liked it a lot he's a traitor blow him up I'm gonna go to the bathroom take a shit yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great, actually. It yeah. was really great. I just like it because it was stone cold, and it's like, yeah, of course it's stone cold. It's Rick, and that's the way he has to be in that situation. It makes sense. But that's the way he always is. He's always like, bah. <laughs> bah. Yeah. And the best thing about it was he... There, there's one characteristic about him is always, like, well, he drinks heavily, so, like, he always has, like, a little bit of throw up at the side of his mouth. Yep. Every time he transported into a new body, there's yeah, always there's a throw just more up there. Throw up. Yeah. <laughs> They do pay attention to some really decent details, so I really appreciated that. Yeah, no, it was really great. All right, um, before we move on, I'd like to thank our second sponsor for this episode, um, Voice Dubs. Voice Dubs is an international media studio based out of Calgary. They specialize in providing custom video and voiceover production services with the ability to deliver in over 50 languages. With partner studios in Tokyo and Beijing, Voice Dubs manages the entire production process from translation to casting to post-production, allowing you to focus on what you do best, running your business. See why some of the top companies across the world have chosen Voice Dubs for their video and voiceover production needs at www.voicedubs.com. Interested in joining the voiceover industry? Voice Dubs offers educational events where industry professionals come to teach you what you need to know. Subscribe at www.voicedubs.com to stay updated. And go. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you again, um, Voice Dubs, for helping sponsor our Otavis Idol event. We hope that you'll join us again for next year because um, it's such a valuable prize and experience for our winner. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, uh, I believe there's something, oh, there's been a lot of cool movies that came out recently. They're all kind of, a little, a little bit nerdy, but nerdy, but Cool movies that have come out and that will be coming up fairly shortly. Yes. Um, I haven't watched everything that we're going to talk, be talking about. I don't think any of us have watched everything that we're talking about. I haven't watched anything we're talking about. Excellent. It's my favorite to know that. Well, at the same time, <laughs> you can tell us what movies you're hyped for. If and then he said nothing. <laughs> I, I and guess, then we I were guess boned. he's not hyped about anything. I don't know. Um, I'm I watched, not much of a movie goer. I watched... Oh, I have been more of a movie goer since we finally got, like, another legit um, movie theater in Calgary that is more fun than the other one kind that we have. Are you talking about Landmark? Yeah, I am, but I don't want to, like, shit on things too often. It's not like... I'm just going to say I enjoy Landmark. I enjoy Landmark. I don't hate I don't hate Cinepex. Cinepex. Yeah. I don't hate them. They're just kind of, like, the the basic standard for movie going. Whereas, like, the rec room stuff is cool, but when we're talking about movie theaters, they offer, like, the most basic level, whereas opposed to, like, Landmark, I feel like I'm having an extra good time. I like... I really like those recliners is what it comes down to because I got a fat ass and they have like three cup holders on each recliner. I've, the I've reclining seats are actually really nice. Yeah. The theater layout is nice. They give yeah. you a lot of room. It feels nice and clean. Yep, it's it's clean. I'm not saying that Cineplex is not, but Landmark has been giving a slightly more premium experience. I so enjoy I'm, the fact I'm that too. Landmark has vanilla Coke. 
Oh yeah, they have the nice. Uh, they have vanilla Coke. Yeah, yeah they have they the nice. Uh, you know those uh, those multi dispenser Coca Cola machines. Yeah. Yeah, they have like thirty different flavors of everything. Holy cow! So they use those ones, um, and they still do free refills. Nice on on large size products. Whereas Cineplex doesn't do that anymore at all. They used to, not anymore. Okay. So it's just a little bit, and um, they have similar pricing. Uh, if you want to go on a cheap Tuesday, they have cheap Tuesdays. They've got cheap Wednesdays as well. Do they really? Yeah, they've got a deal, a two-person deal on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. I mean... I'm not promoting them or anything. I'm just saying I love them and I know about these things. Yeah, it's date night for you and Dio, so that'd be good, right? Basically. And it's closer to to her house. Oh, it really is. Yeah, so you should go. Um, But I saw... I saw Kingsman there recently. The Golden Circle. I really liked the first one, I remember... Um, the first one it's was just a super goddamn fun. masterpiece. Yeah, and that's why I'm okay with sequels now. If their first movie was at least really good on its own, it's like one of my favorite movie franchises is like RoboCop. The first movie is great, but number two and three kind of suck balls. Um, so basically, I don't know. It was a real good time for the second one. It's very like Americanized, uh, not in a bad way, but literally it takes place in America. In America, America. <laughs> Um, and the only downside is like that Channing Tatum, who is supposed to be part of the movie, is really has like five minutes of screen time, and I don't really understand why he's there. That's the only bad, super bad thing I I found about the Golden Circle. The story is a little bit weaker, but overall, the production quality and everything like that is still there. It's still a good movie if you like the first one. Um, you should go see it. I think I definitely will eventually. Eventually, it's just a matter of actually doing it. Go on a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it's a money problem. I'm just saying it helps. It's an incentive. They know that. Um, bye, G. <laughs> G just left for a minute because he's got to do something. Um, there's. Did you watch the Star Wars trailer? I did actually watch the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. I saw it on the document and so I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, also, the Rec Room has a really sweet Star Wars game. I really loved that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was actually super fun. Um, the Star Wars trailer, it was kind of red herring-ish, I feel like. There was, there was like a little screaming muskrat at one point. <laughs> and everyone seems to like that little thing. And I'm just like, what the f- What is this animal? What is this tiny... Is Why it do we Pokemon? have to love this? Yeah. What, what is it doing here? I think that... I think it was interesting like they're trying to not give away too much but they're trying i think it's because they are trying to make sure that the this trilogy isn't a rehash of the original trilogy so they're trying to not give too much away overall um however i don't know if you saw this but like um the director made uh who made a tweet like he was like people were asking who the last jedi are they're always gonna ask him and stuff like what is what does the title refer to and he like straight out tweeted it's like it's luke <laughs> like <laughs> like he legitimately just said it's luke luke skywalker you know that well, guy like, he's he's the last jedi <laughs> take all the characters that we know of it in it yeah how many of them are jedi one luke. <laughs> that that be him that be the jedi That's that is the, the last yep Ray's not a Jedi. Yeah, my favorite part uh, about all no, that is like stormtroopers are Jedi's. People have been speculating because since they saw like the title card, you know, first release and everything, they're like, "Well, you have to realize that like the Jedi are like you know, Jedi itself is a 
you know, both a plural and a singular term, so it could mean like a whole bunch of Jedi, like or something like maybe there's something something more to that. But I just love the fact that the director was just like, "It's Luke," <laughs> just tweeted it out, just it's Luke, just 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 take it. You're gonna just give me your money. You're gonna see the movie anyways. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Like I'm, uh, I know that Alfred. Uh, who's not here because he's too busy playing with some of those strange things that we saw in his drawer. Um, <laughs> uh, he has already pre-purchased opening night tickets. Oh man! Um, I know, like a, I a small handful of. Ever do friends. opening night anything? Yeah, it just seems. To, you know, I'm 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 kind of an anti fan. Like I like enjoying things at my own pace. Like I know Rick and Morty has been big for a little while, and I was just like. I'll join Rick and Marty when I've got nothing better to do. And, you know, like, if it's enjoyable, I'll keep following it. If it's not, I won't. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Like, I don't need to be a part of that, right? But um, it, it, it looks pretty... It looks good. It's It looks like it something looks pretty that much like I the first want one. to see. Yeah, uh, in a sense. I like. really do hope that they go in a different direction uh, compared to, like, the original trilogy. Because drawing parallels from uh, A New Hope... And what was the first new one? What was it? What? Oh, the one that just came. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Force Awakens. The Force Awakens and A New Hope. You can draw so many parallels between the two that it. Welcome back. That movie does Hello. almost feel like a rehash. So I really do hope they go in a new direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a rehash minus you know useful information. Yep. But not saying it was a terrible movie. Just it was missing a lot of things. Um, New Hope was a standalone movie. You could watch that. It was solid on its own. Yep. Um, if you watch Force Awakens, you're like, but I have so many questions. And everybody's like, just wait till the next movie. So I hope they yeah. do a better job. I, I, I'm I kind of a fan of that idea as well. Like, I get that, you know, cliffhangers kind of exist as a method for people to buy into maybe like the, seeing the next movie and all that. Cliffhangers I can deal with when it's like a a TV sh- series sure. or like something like that not a movie like come on seriously I'm kind of yeah I'm I'm kind of in that same boat where it's like wouldn't every trilogy be improved by being better standalone movies yeah or uh, like I don't know like I I agree with with the general point of what you guys are going with but if they intend to make all three movies and like Star Wars owned by Disney now there's no question they are all going to get made. It's not like they're going to just sure. stop. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it so much. Whereas, like, the the first Star Wars, A New Hope, it was so experimental, and George Lucas was not George Lucas yet. Uh, he was Jorge Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> An independent filmmaker from Mexico. so much just to get that movie made that there was no guarantee there would ever be another Star Wars again. But You're, that was the thing, so though. So it had to be a standalone movie. That movie was made in such a way that it was good on its own. Like I was saying, like RoboCop, the first movie is a great movie on its own. Yes. The last, the next two kind of sucked, um, and they were like, they played off a little bit of each other, but they they lacked several different things, and including the lead actor and the original director. But <laughs> <laughs> but like so like you know there's a little bit of difference there. But I'm just saying like. If you, it's like a movie series is different than a TV series because you're not getting a continual flow of information Mm -hmm. um, that is consistently deployed. So because of that, you're left, like when you're left wanting, it's kind of a real cheap trick, I feel like. Whereas like if you just make 
the f- like you know first movie is really good by itself second movie still follows from the first movie but it's also just really good on its own people just want to watch like a complete story yeah right you know what yeah i can completely get behind you like have you ever let's put it this way um did you watch lord of the rings yes and the first one left me so salty because it didn't end yeah it, it just stopped but and it didn't give you the end of the story really if you just gave but if you gave like a solid more solid like stopping point right you would have been more satisfied and you would have seen the second movie and then you know like like i'm not i'm just saying that like a solid um standalone edition means that like doesn't mean that people aren't going to see your second movie yep right but i get it it's it's cheaper probably to do things that way and sometimes it can be a lot harder to write the story in that way as well but at the same Uh, time like okay um one movie that i saw maybe not recently but a little ways back john wick the first one solid fun great movie standalone yes agreed john wick 2 comes out i was like whoa what is this i didn't expect it to but i watched it and i had fun too but it really left itself open for a third one it intentionally left itself open for a third one which makes it not as fun yeah it made it not as fun because i'm like okay that was a lot of fun i enjoyed it i like this part this part this part but i only have half a story yeah that's fair and that annoys me if i I want if i want stuff like that i will read a book series i will watch a tv series Series are there intentionally for these reasons. Although you know it's even worse than than a movie that doesn't finish itself. Hmm. A series that ends on a cliffhanger at the end of the season and it gets canceled and gets canceled. <laughs> yeah, that's happened a little too often. <laughs> we all know a couple of examples of that, yeah. and it hurts every time, especially if it's something you love. It's true. It hurts. But so, yeah, that's that's I, actually that another I I, that's another reason to we actually can all have agree cliffhangers are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, we we have effectively changed your position. You have like, actually. Screw it. <laughs> I was I was on the fence, being like, you know, if they intend to do all of it and finish the story, well, they always no, intend no. to, but sometimes they don't have the you ability to. Fuck cliffhangers. Firefly was intended to have multiple seasons. Meh. Yeah, you just can't guarantee did it. They even have one full season. I don't think they did. Like they almost did. I just want to point out that, that even inten- that was all like. Fox like, is doing. I just want to point yeah. out that successful series don't necessarily mean that they're going to get continued either. I mean, this like, is true. People like Futurama. Yeah. Right? And that went away and came back a couple times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It did eventually finish itself. Yes, but I mean, so that's. But you, can't, but you can't always guarantee that. But they yeah. had to work really right. hard to get that finished. Um, Community was really popular. Yep. It finished on via Netflix, I think, if it's it, finished at all. No, it finished via Yahoo video. Sure. <laughs> like all I'm I saying have is, never heard of that before. Community? No, Yahoo video. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that's a thing. No, it was. It was the community definitely ended weird, like really weird. The last sure. season. That I'm not saying it was all good. I'm just saying like very, sometimes, very strange. sometimes in their search to um, kind of give a series its completion, you know, its finale, they have to go through some real bad avenues, and um, you know, they lose maybe essential parts of the cast yeah and, and sometimes stuff, so. they just don't have the ability to make the ending that they really want to um i used the example of firefly earlier the story for firefly was massive but they didn't have the ability to they didn't have the give it all. so what they did is they got the ability to make a movie to close it all off and so the story was changed 
Yeah. There was a ton more stuff that they were supposed to, like, go through. And we were supposed to learn about all the different characters and this and that. But they just couldn't do it. So they made that movie and they wrapped it up with that movie. No. It's just... I think we've beat uh, this dead horse enough. Yeah. It's just, you know, people... I think everyone understands exactly what we're getting at. Um, Oh, uh, we only have a little bit of time left. But before we go... um, does anyone want to talk about Blade Runner? Because um, we've heard a lot of good things. So I, I watched re- the Blade Runner 2022 short, and that was great. Did you watch the original? original Blade Runner? Long time ago, and I feel like that movie had really bad pacing. It's looking at the runtime, the runtime of it. It's not as long as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But you, but you thought it was longer. Yeah. Was it because maybe you were younger at the time and you were just like, oh, I don't really get Possibly, what's going on. I might have also been drinking at the time. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't really help. Blade Runner is definitely one of those ones where you got to think a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Activate some, yeah, instead of uh, killing brain cells, actively, you need to actively use yeah, them. Yeah, you active, actively watch the movie and pay attention to things. I remember things. enjoying it at least once. And then I also remember being like, what is going on? Why is this taking so long multiple mm-hmm. times? Mm, yeah. So for me, um, it's been quite some time since I watched the original Blade Runner as well, but I do have some fond memories of it. Um, Certain aspects of the movie were really enjoyable to me, and as such, I will be watching the movie as well tomorrow. Uh, The only reason I didn't go on opening night or anything like that was because of the madness of opening nights. I can't really do that, so... That's fair. I I wait a little bit, and then I go on a Tuesday when it's cheap. I'm morally opposed (laughs) to opening nights. (laughs) But Tuesdays, Tuesdays are good. Hell yeah. And and Wednesdays now too for you. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I have not watched the original. I watched the trailers. I have heard some things. I have read parts of the original book that it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am mostly a book reader first and foremost. It is intriguing. Um, I my like. I've heard that watching the first movie will help more than anything else, but the second movie is does okay by itself. So I might skip the original movie because again, I'm not much of a moviegoer. That's fair. Um, most of the time, um, but I might still watch the second one because I don't know. It just seems like a, a decent time, and um, it continues on well. So that's pretty important because Blade Runner, the first one, was a good standalone movie. Yep, that was the thing. <laughs> it was a good standalone movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyways, that's pretty much all the time we have for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We want to thank, again, Dance Energy and Voice Dubs for sponsoring our episode and for helping over to fest out. We always really appreciate that. And if you have any interests in uh, sponsoring us as well, um, there's lots of ways you can help us out, um, not just volunteering. Um, that's pretty much it. If you like what we're doing, please like, follow, subscribe, uh, or follow our Twitch channel for stuff as well. Hopefully we'll see you at our next couple of events. Um, this is Jay. See you later. Angelo signing out. This is G. See you on Twitch. Take care, guys. Bye.